Hi, I'm Brianne Bennis, and this is No End in Sight, a podcast about life with chronic illness. So first off, you might have noticed that it's only been a week since the last episode came out. I'm excited to say that I finally finished editing the transcript for episode 14, which has been on my to-do list since that episode came out back in January. Now that that's finally done, I think that my brain is um, on enough or that my body is functional enough that I can get back on a more regular schedule for a while. Plus, I've had some really awesome editing help from Felicia, who did a whole bunch of work on this week's transcript. So thank you, Felicia. This week, I'm talking to Roxandra Kuna about Graves' disease and the autoimmune paleo diet. Roxandra is my first European guest, so she's also giving us a peek inside the Romanian healthcare system. As a quick content note, we do talk a lot about food in this episode. We don't talk about weight loss or calorie counting or anything like that, but I know that restrictive diets can be very fraught for some people, so I wanted to flag the topic because we do talk about it quite a bit. I also want to apologize for some sound quality issues in the middle of the episode. I have no idea why, but there was some kind of technology ghost that was beeping a few times in the middle of the call, and I did edit out the higher frequencies so it won't hurt your ears, but the few beeps that remain are annoying but brief. Before we start, here's my disclaimer. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Make sure you talk to your practitioner about any questions or symptoms. I'm excited. You're my first person I'm talking to outside of North America. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've talked to you. It's a premiere. Yeah, exactly. So it's great because I've talked to you, Americans and Canadians, and that's mostly it. So I'm excited to yeah. hear like about another health system, too, in addition to your story. Yeah, it, things are a bit different. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of research, and I, I've seen that things are very different uh, between the two continents. Mm-hmm. And what concerns the uh, – my main concern is the autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, doctors uh, tend to put the problem in a sort of different manner uh, between the two continents. Yeah, I believe that. Well, why don't we start um, then by talking about like how you got here? So I like to start by asking people if they were healthy as a kid. Like, how was your health when you were younger? Maybe before this started, if there's a before. Uh, Okay, this this is one of the weirdest things that I think happened to me because I was very healthy as a kid. Um, My family is healthy from this point of view they do not suffer from any autoimmune diseases so it was so so I I grew up as a very very healthy kid maybe because uh, I know there's a difference I I traveled to uh, the United States some while ago so I've seen what people eat and how food is uh, delivered a lot of conservatives uh, right here in Europe and especially in Romania we do have the uh, advantage I would say that we have more organic um, intake mm-hmm. like so it's more accessible more, uh, not accessible but it's um, it comes directly from a farm so mm-hmm. it's not so processed mm-hmm. because uh, here uh, the supermarket uh, expansion was quite recent so uh, I think this was a bit of advantage for me as a child Mm-hmm. Because I, I first got into a supermarket when I was like 
18. Wow. I was 18 when, yeah. Yeah. So lots more local food just being normal instead yeah. of something yeah. that you have to go yeah, look for. Right. Yeah, because I think it depends where you are in, in North America, but it tends, it feels like it tends to be more expensive. So if you live somewhere that has a farmer's market, it might be affordable, but it might be hard to get to, and you might only have convenience store food, or there's so many things that go into it. So Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. So healthy childhood. Um, yeah. And then when did things start to, like, what were the first signs that something was going on with your body? Well, the first signs, I, I, I'm not sure about the, the reasons I got this. I, I was diagnosed with grave disease. Um, there's no known reason for this. Uh, what I thought about, I made a rewind. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that my lifestyle was to blame for it mm -hmm. because I, I used to get, not to get enough sleep. So maybe this was the, the cause. I was quite um, in a bit of despair mm -hmm. after I got this diagnosis because I, I, I didn't know what caused this. Effectively. Yeah, I started taking vitamins, lots of vitamins at once. It started to me last year in May. It, it first started. And what were the first uh, symptoms? So before you had a they, diagnosis, did you have symptoms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did have them one month in advance before I was diagnosed. And the symptoms were similar to the ones that uh, when you don't have enough of magnesium, so mm -hmm. muscular cramps lots of muscular cramps, mm -hmm. which I could not explain. So I started taking a lot of magnesium sure, and uh, uh, calcium, of course, also. And uh, it, it, they wouldn't go away. Mm -hmm. The symptoms were still there. So I, I didn't know what else to do. I did all the blood tests I, I could possibly do. Uh, there, were, there was no doctor who could uh, direct me accordingly because they're not used to this doctors mm -hmm. in Romania at least they they this is my impression they did not see many cases of this kind so mm -hmm. they're not so well prepared yeah if you ask me mm -hmm. uh, so one doctor I, I went to five doctors to see more opinions so one of them and were they more uh, asked specialists yeah. so I don't know how you, yeah because so, we have like yeah. your main doctor and then if they think you need to someone see someone specific for graves disease it might be an endo endocrinologist which is like a hormone yeah. doctor you know like a specialist yeah. something like that so yeah. some combination so yeah my first visit was to my family doctor which is the main doctor yeah and uh she actually diagnosed me with another uh, type of uh, dysfunction like uh hypothyroid this this right. was where th this was her guess but it was not a hypothyroid and i had to do uh, lots of sets of blood tests and i had to go to four other doctors which were endocrinologists okay they all gave me different opinions <laughs> on the diagnosis so it was a bit un unclear yeah i can imagine this is what scared me <laughs> yeah that's what's so hard i think I just saw a statistic that I saw it on Twitter, so I don't know how accurate it is or what it's from, but it was saying that something like 80% of people who get a second opinion, so go to a second specialist, will get a different diagnosis. So it's they don't yeah, confirm right. them very often. 
Um, well, I, I got four opinions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a different one each time. Yeah. And, and it's the more blood test. And so yeah. I got to and Graves disease. Yeah, and Graves' disease is an overactive thyroid, right? So yes, it would look right. like hyperthyroid as opposed to hypo. Yes, yes. okay. Uh, that, that, that's right, but you know, you it, learn it's that a eventually. It was a bit tricky at first because my, uh, my symptoms were more leading towards hypothyroid. My family doctor was not uh, quite wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, fatigue and I was very dizzy and tired all the time. So it was a bit tricky to diagnose it without specific blood tests. Yeah. And so then eventually, after five doctors, was it your fifth doctor yeah. who who caught it? Yeah. And then, so was yeah, that because I, last year in 2018? Yeah, that, that was in May 2018 okay. when I did lots of uh, blood tests. Because I, I also became a bit hypochondrial yeah. after I, I got a bit panicked. Um, and yeah, I, I started taking the, the treatment for uh, hyperthyroid, which is Graves' disease, mm-hmm. and, medical treatment. Okay. And what I know there are a couple of different things that people can do for Graves just within traditional medicine first. Let's talk about that. But it's basically yeah. trying to slow down your thyroid or stop your thyroid. And so some people will have their thyroid like ablated, right? Which is where it's basically yeah. destroyed. And then you end up yeah. taking thyroid medication instead. Uh, were they looking at that or were there other like medical options? Oh, they, they took it step by step. Mm-hmm. Here in Romania, they most of them prefer uh, in the first stage the anti-thyroid medication, mm-hmm. uh, which they call the synthesis. Uh, treatment like uh, propylteorochil and tyrosol. We okay. have these. These are usually taken for about a year or two. Uh, they slow down your thyroid okay. and then they pass on to the iodine uh, treatment mm-hmm. where it's supposed to destroy your thyroid for a determined period of time. Or the uh, ultimate solution is to take out the, the thyroid. Yeah. But this is also a bit uh, tricky because also the doctor, I don't blame them or anything, but it's it's a very tricky organ. My my father was a bit sarcastic with me and he told me, oh my God, you couldn't have gotten another disease. This is an experimental disease yeah. <laughs> with the thyroid and everything. Yeah, get one of the so, easy ones. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty bad at first. Now I'm, I'm laughing on it, but it was very scary Mm -hmm. yeah when you're in the middle of it and you don't know what will help or anything yeah yeah and especially as you 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 don't find a practitioner that uh, could be very self-confident when he says you have to do this and this and this that's that was was what I was expecting Mm -hmm. but then I received lots of uh, buts I I was unsure (laughs) Yeah. Uncertainty. Yeah. Things to try, but doctor. none of them seem to know. Yeah. Or none of them seemed confident, maybe, about what would work. Yeah. 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 That's what's so hard, I think, with a lot of chronic conditions and a lot of autoimmune conditions because they're trying so many different things at once and new drugs are coming out all the time and then new other experiments. Like, we'll talk about diet, definitely. Like, all this other stuff comes up. And I think it's hard to. Yeah find a path 
And maybe there isn't one path for everybody. That's like part of the problem. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Especially if you don't have access to as many information as you, you guys have access to much more information um, mm-hmm. as from what I've researched. For example, American doctors, they don't prescribe, they, they rarely prescribe this uh, synthesis treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've read that they go directly to the iodine therapy, mm-hmm. which we don't do here in, in Europe necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit different. The, the approach is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting too. I do think people quickly end up, yeah, getting and getting ablated too as a or maybe they get caught so late. I don't know, but um, it's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so also, how does healthcare access work where you live? So do you guys have, I don't know anything about it. Do you have an insurance system? Is it public? Is it private? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's quite quite similar to yours. Uh, we do have a public uh, health system uh, that I did not um, make use of okay. until now because it's not very performance it's not very it's not what I needed mm-hmm. I used uh, my private health insurance to get all these things done but again the health insurance does not cover all the costs right so I had to invest uh, quite mm-hmm. a lot and in, in all the testing the, which can get yeah expensive yeah. to do repeat tests and specialists yeah, that's right yeah that's right yeah and drugs okay because I also think since I, I live in the States now, but I used to live in Canada and they have different, Canada has a fully public system. And so it's even just interesting to see how people's experiences are different based on how easy is it to get into yeah. a specialist? Do you have to have the money? Do you have to have the money for drugs? Do you have to, all that stuff. Um, so yeah. this was partly out of pocket or at least you're paying for insurance and then paying for whatever it doesn't cover. Yeah. yeah. Partly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in Canada, sorry, no. uh, uh, we we do have some cousins in Canada, and they told me it's it's quite more comfortable mm-hmm. with the with the health insurance to get everything covered. I'm not sure um, in about Can- the particular cases. But. Yeah, in Canada, the thing is that I mean, you don't see the cost because you pay for it in your taxes, which is like mentally easier. You don't have to think about okay. it, um, and they, you never pay out of pocket for doctor's visits or hospital or medication in hospital. So all of that, you don't even need to bring money with you, which is really d- different mentally or lab work. You don't pay for lab work. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as you get into, if you ever look at alternative stuff, like if you want to go to a naturopath or something like that, that's not covered at all, which is, it's not covered in the States either. Um, and then medication is not covered. And there's, but there are some separate pro- public programs for people who need really expensive medication. Uh, and in the States, you're paying every time. So I pay for insurance, but every time I go to the, I get one free doctor's visit a year. And then every other time I have to pay to go to the doctor in addition to insurance, yeah. if that makes sense. So. Yeah, that's quite frustrating, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's uh, insurance. But okay, so you were diagnosed and then you started on the medication. Is that right? And you were frustrated with doctors. So then what happened? Did the medication help your symptoms? Not really. 
um, the doctors told me from the very beginning that the medication would take time mm -hmm. and this was also the advice that I received from my mother she said respect your illness something like that you should respect your illness uh, later on I understood that this means uh, change your lifestyle change everything yeah. everything in your lifestyle according to the illness and this is what I'm doing right now mm -hmm. because I've been taking the medication for almost one year okay Switch, right. a, a bit of switch of doses, yeah, mm -hmm. but but it w the symptoms did not disappear instantly. Some of them disappeared gradually, like the muscular cramps. Okay. Um, I I got less of these, and uh, also the fatigue, uh, being tired. I it it solved also gradually. I'm I'm not so tired anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't feel completely uh, well. I didn't feel like myself again. Mm -hmm. If I do a physical effort that I used to do before, for example, running or going to the gym, if I do it right now, I, I get tired a lot faster. So so I'm different. I'm, I'm a yeah. different person. Yeah. And do you find, so you get tired a lot faster. Do you find that it lasts longer too? Like if you tried to go for a run or if you exercise that you'll have like an exercise hangover later that day or the next day? Uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't last longer, but it's, it's a You're weird just, type of tiredness. Yeah. So it's like an exhaustion. Yeah. It's in your body. That I feel. Yeah. 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 I get that. Uh, it's, it's very weird. Yeah. It's hard. To explain. Yeah. And I know also English isn't your first language, but even if it was, no, it's not. Like, we don't have words for, we don't have that many other words for tired. There yeah. isn't one for this situation, which maybe there's a language that's really good for chronic illness that can explain the differences, but I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> somewhere. Okay, so so then, because I, I know a little bit from what you told me, um, at some point, it sounds like you also started researching more of what else yeah. could you do. So tell me about that. What how did you get into that, thinking that way? Well, I got into that after I visited all the doctors. I uh, was hospitalized for a couple of days. I received the same feedback from the doctors. They, they didn't tell me anything else. Mm -hmm. When was so that? There was one doctor. Uh, that was in October 2018. Okay, so pretty recently. I wanted, yeah. I just wanted to see if I, I find, I'd find some newer perspectives, mm -hmm. newer feedback other feedback so there was one doctor in the hospital who um, was away working in um, the Dominican Republic in Haiti mm -hmm. so I thought if, if this doctor travels so much to he was an endocrinologist I thought that he he would be a, a brighter uh, opinion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he just gave me a friendly advice because here in Romania doctors are, are not allowed to professionally recommend alternative diets or treatments. Mm -hmm. He just gave me this friendly advice to read Amy Meyer's book. Yeah, that's on uh Yeah. yeah. Yes, say it. I've read it, but <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Amy's Amy Meyer's book. Um the thyroid one or the autoimmunity one? Uh both. Both, both ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she so has Graves disease. That was yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what kept me, you know, yeah. it made me uh, hope for more. So the doctor suggest so that was my... suggested yeah. it 
off the record, kind of. That's right. Yeah. And that was the starting point that I, I, I started looking for an alternative to the treatment because I, I wasn't feeling like I wanted. I, I, it wasn't enough with the, with the treatment. I still take the treatment right now because I didn't um, mm-hmm. receive the medical um, okay. Yeah, to stop. To let it go. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that changed my perspective considerably, especially as I wasn't paying so much attention to what I ate. Mm-hmm. And out of despair, I reached the conclusion that we are what we eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it led me to believing that. And right now I'm eating um, like I should, <laughs> let's yeah. say, because I feel quite well. Yeah, It was an experiment for me. And you started in the fall then, so after October? Um, I, I first started, you mean the diet? Yeah. I first started in December, but I could not keep it properly because there was Christmas and we holidays here in my country are full of everything. Yeah. My parents were totally not supportive. It's hard. Uh, with my diet. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I seriously started it on the 1st of January. It was like my new year resolution. Mm-hmm. So um, I have now uh, one, month, one month. Yeah, one month. Of dieting. Yeah. Uh, it's the reset diet that I'm, I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and I plan to do it for 60 days mm-hmm. for longer than 30. Yeah. And how are you finding it so far? So it's depending on what you ate before. I know all of these diets can be a real change and I've definitely done it. So I, I understand, but it feels good. It sounds like. Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah. How about you? How how does it feel like for you? Well, I'm kind of in a funny place right now, which is that I am back to seeing doctors, so I'm back to looking for a diagnosis. Like I don't have a diagnosis that explains everything. Um, yeah, I saw. I had a really big flare last year that was caused by mold, and so in that case, um, changing my diet didn't make a huge difference. But before that, like I totally cutting gluten got rid of my eczema completely and some other problems and eating low sugar, low carb improves my energy, but it's not enough. But I also don't have an autoimmune disease or I don't, Okay. like I don't have high inflammatory markers. So I just, I think diet is so personal, but I know that I feel better when I'm eating mostly vegetables and meat and like real foods compared to over the holidays, say, I ate a lot of chips yeah, yeah. and I didn't feel well. <laughs> but I don't have, um, the hard part is I feel like it's all an experiment. I think this is true for everyone, but it's all an experiment for me because I, at this point, I don't have one diagnosis where one person is like, this should help for what's going on, even if those are still <laughs> all like imperfect suggestions. Um, yeah. But I agree that it, it matters. It, I know it's hard, but... Yeah. Um, so, and does... I forget, because it's been a while since I've read them. Does Amy Myers have her own diet that she recommends? Or is she... Yeah, yeah she yeah, does. Yeah, she does. And it basically... Is it... It's like a paleo... Adapted paleo? Uh, yeah. It's an adapted paleo. Um, and um, I think there are just a couple of ingredients that uh, are uh, missing. Mm-hmm. 
but um, she, she, she's got lots of recipes. Yeah. So there's a lot of inspiration in the book. Yeah. But I've also done other research online. I've found lots, lots, lots of recipes. So yeah. <laughs> it was quite okay. Yeah, it was easier. It's after the some internet while. helps. Yeah. 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 So you're a it month was in. A sort of. Yeah. Go ahead. A sort of uh, self-discipline. I just wanted to say that I had to discipline myself and be very, very organized. I kept my symptoms um, chart, mm-hmm. my ingredient chart, food chart symptom everything yeah do you write everything down on paper or do you use an app on paper yeah no on paper because i don't trust apps my my phone just crashed two weeks ago so i on paper yeah hard copy that's good i just started tracking my symptoms again like two weeks ago because i haven't done it for a long time um, I'm going to see a neurologist in May and I realized that I have to actually know how often everything is happening if I'm going to the doctor. Yeah. So, but I love the idea of using an app and for me, I never use them. Like I forget to put stuff in or they're not quite right. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm on paper yeah. right now. <laughs> um, okay. And so that pretty much brings us to the present. So I'd love to know more about what else you're up to during this time? So if you work or go to school or just yeah, have friends in your life, like how has this yeah, whole uh, experience impacted the rest of you? The most difficult part of uh, this uh, disease was that I was and I still am a very active person. Mm-hmm. I uh, do have a job. I manage a shopping center. And uh, I don't work at home. I work remotely uh, about uh, 200, 300 miles away. I uh, turn kilometers into miles now. <laughs> so okay. I, I live away from home mm-hmm. uh, from Monday to Friday. And I return home every weekend. Okay. Uh, it has not affected my uh, driving skills or my eyes, my sight. No, it, I didn't have problems of this kind, but it slowed me a bit mm-hmm. are so, you on your feet very uh, much at work like walking around and stuff or are you mostly yeah, sitting? yeah 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 I'm very active at work and um it, it was it was a bit different a, mm-hmm. a bit more different than what I, I I was used to basically my body was not mine anymore it was another uh, yeah. type of experience I could not control it that's what scared me at the beginning Right now, I'm pretty uh, self-confident. Mm-hmm. I do recognize the symptoms before they appear because I have these mm-hmm. pre pre symptoms. Yeah, you get a bit of a warning. When... Yeah. Yeah. But with the diet and everything, it was improved considerably. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it at first because I I did not trust these things. I never. Um, the diet in my whole life it's the first time I'm doing this yeah. I've done it out of despair yeah I but think it, a lot of people it actually do works. yeah yeah but it's helping <laughs> I know unfortunately I think somebody else that I talked to I forget episode six maybe she said she tried keto so like high fat low carb a ketogenic diet and she said when she tried it it was because she wanted to prove to people that it didn't work she was sick of people suggesting it to her. She said, fine, I'm just going to do it. And then you'll see that it doesn't help me. 
And for her, it made a really big difference. <laughs> she goes, yeah. Okay. So she takes medication that can help and she does other things that can help. But as it turns out, like, okay, keto was for her. And I think that's yeah. kind of, it's not quite the same, but you're like, I've never wanted to do this. I don't, if you're not obsessed <laughs> with health fads, sometimes they still like sneak up on you. Um, and you said your parents are not into the diet. I guess it's also early. So mm-hmm. other people don't know how it's working for you yet. Uh, my husband knows it because he's quite supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't live together, but when we meet in the weekends, mm-hmm. we I, I cook for yeah. myself and he eats everything yeah. I, I cook. So he likes it. Yeah. It's very tasty. It's yeah. not so bad. Right. Um, and my I have an advantage that my parents are uh, offering me all of the organic ingredients I can use because mm-hmm. um, they, they have access to it, mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's quite okay. I'm I'm very glad that I have this opportunity. Yeah, that you're able to do it. I think yeah, that's... not to buy from the hypermarket. I mean yeah, yeah, because that's something that can be hard too with um like the different autoimmune paleo diets. Basically, is that if you are somewhere where it's hard to get access to this kind of food, which especially in North America, a lot of people are it's so much more expensive to do. And so medication might be covered by insurance, but organic food and grass-fed meat is not covered by insurance. That's right. And that's, oh, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I kind of understand why I do. But when you hear stories about people, I just wish that it would be studied more. Like, this is a good intervention for some people. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's it's also true. It's funny. When you cook for somebody else, they might not even realize, like, what's missing from the food, right? Because it's probably... Yeah, that's right. It's grain-free, I'm guessing. Is it nut, yeah. nut-free and seed-free, too? Everything-free. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, dairy-free, yeah. um, gluten-free, sugar-free, uh, nut-free. So I, I only eat vegetables, meat, um, and these... Uh, exotic fruit like avocado mm. and coconut yeah. everything coconut made coconut milk coconut butter yeah and I have a lot um, of coconut right now too <laughs> yeah yeah i do the milk my, myself i i learned how to make milk uh, uh-huh. myself so i do it so that it's 100% organic yeah just from coconuts that is a commitment so what are your favorite things to eat now i know you're a month in oh. so you'll probably find new stuff but if you're like, yeah, I don't have yeah. any time, I need to eat something quickly or bring something with me, what works? Well, I, I cook a lot. I, I didn't cook before. I never cooked before in my life. My yeah. mother cooks very well, so I didn't want to compete with that. <laughs> but uh, since the beginning of January, I started cooking myself after the recipes. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the cream soups very much, mm-hmm. uh, avocado and uh, cauliflower cream soup, uh, zucchini, cream soup. Um, I also like meat. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. I like chicken wings. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, chicken wings are to be, not to be consumed with, um, they're to be consumed in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> but they're my, my guilty pleasure right now. Yeah. It's important to have one, like have things to enjoy yeah. still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
And I also like the sweets. I discovered some great desserts like tapioca pudding mm-hmm. and um, um, chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, coconut pudding with uh, berries. Mm-hmm. They're great. I'm using honey as a sweetener. Yeah, and a little bit of honey is okay. Or you're not noticing yeah. that. Yeah. In moderation, yeah, yeah. 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 If you, it's like if you eat it constantly then it is just sugar but if you have a little the fact that it's not refined helps um so you want to do 30 more days of like this level of diet um yeah and then what comes next for you so kind of how is your body now and how are there things that you still want to figure out or I don't know whatever whatever that means to you yeah yeah definitely so during this month I my symptoms got improved. I, I have about four symptoms that I uh, I I pay attention to, like the fatigue, uh, the muscle cramps, which are almost gone, and uh, sometimes I'm dizzy. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, rare rare now, after after I started the diet. Uh, I'm also taking vitamin D. Mm-hmm. If that um, I, I think it counts also. Yeah. Uh, and my uh, expectation is to have a better improvement of these symptoms after another 30 days of diet mm-hmm. because I've seen that it works and it's healthy food. It, it cannot harm me. So right. I'm willing to, to go on mm-hmm. after which I'm, I'm looking forward to reintroducing the eggs, which I love. I love eggs. Yeah. Eggs are hard to cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, test and out. I'm hoping to, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, you, so you test out what foods you can reintroduce at that point. Um, and then you're yeah. hoping to, uh, then I'm hoping to be able to, uh, hold this discipline for another two years, at least. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm hoping because I, I just want to see, I'm, I'm going back to the hospital and of February uh, to see how all of my tests are yep. after this period, and um, is it mostly I'm hoping to thyroid hormone that they check again? Is it like your different thyroid hormones? It, it's everything yep. that they check because they're sure that the thyroid is the problem. Right. They didn't actually. This autoimmunity is is a bit tricky because um, from what I've read, and it it makes sense. Um, other practitioners from other parts of the world say that this is not caused by the thyroid this is caused by the immune system right. well the doctors here they treat the thyroid they don't treat the symptoms mm-hmm. so I, I want to find a compromise right between so, uh, yeah and they the look two. at your inflammatory markers and I mean yeah, something everything. that I remember from Amy Myers but that I've read other places too, is that once you've been diagnosed with one autoimmune disease, you are much more likely to be diagnosed with other autoimmune diseases because of exactly what you say. It's a problem with your immune system, not a problem with your thyroid or whatever. And so that's the part that really makes sense to me that Amy Myers talks about and other people talk about of like, if diet and other stuff can help like moderate that a little bit then let's do that because treating the thyroid while another symptom while another disease pops up 
is like just creating another problem or letting another problem happen. Um, It's a vicious circle. yeah. Yeah. And it's more complicated than that. And in most people's bodies with different diseases, but, but it's, it makes sense. So, so, so you're going to the hospital soon. It sounds like if February. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess you'll see what they tell you. You can't know yet. No, I can't know yet. I, I just hope they will reduce the, the dose of medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm on proper puritil right now. I, this medicine is not available in, in Romania. I buy it from Hungary. Okay. Uh, they have it in Hungary and in Bulgaria. I'm going to restock mm-hmm. so that I, I have more, I yeah. have, just in case. Yeah. But I'm hoping to reduce it and to eliminate it uh, mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of, I guess that depends on how much the function goes back to normal. So, and how yeah. long, I think you answered this, but I just forget. How long before you were diagnosed were you showing feeling symptoms? About one month. Yeah. So before. hopefully there's not a ton of damage, which is the problem that some people have as well with <laughs> autoimmunity. Because sometimes it's years. And then, yeah. You know, and then they, yeah. they do need medication indefinitely because like diabetes is like this or Hashimoto's, the other thyroid one, where yeah. your body just can't produce what it needs to be producing anymore. Um, does your medication have any side effects? Yes, it does. Yeah, so that's probably uh, part of it. It can. Uh, it's something called uh, lecutociposis, something like that, that uh, decreases your uh, the the green cells from your blood. It's something that causes something like leukemia. Okay. Something like that. It's yeah. not leukemia, but it's a, yeah. a disorder. Something with leukocytes, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's what they're called. Yeah, blood cells. And uh, it also has some symptoms when it happens. It didn't happen to me Mm -hmm. right now because I I was not allergic to it or anything. Mm -hmm. But, uh, for example, when you have a sore throat or when your gums are swelling, uh, it's a sign that you have to stop the the treatment because something is wrong, so you have to do the blood tests again. Mm Mm-hmm. So some people have bad reactions, which I guess yeah. is true about lots of things, but it's just one thing you want it's to avoid. It's toxic. Yeah. So the medicine is, is very toxic. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And most, I guess, I don't know what class this is, but it's like most immunosuppressants can can help people improve their quality of life, but can also cause some pretty difficult side yeah, effects. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's the balance. Um, Great. And so... Did you do a lot of other research? Well, I guess, I mean, you read Amy Myers. You've probably read a lot of other stuff since then or read online. Yeah. Is there anything that you've learned about healthcare or autoimmunity or whatever that really surprised you over the last year? Yeah, m- many things surprised me because I, I got from zero <laughs> to now. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know anything about the disease, anything about the doctors. It surprised me that the doctor's uh, perspective was quite calm and relaxed. At first, I was very uh, in a panic, so it, it scared me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the issues were, were not getting solved. Right. Uh, I, I've learned that it's still an experimental disease, just like my father told me. And it, the doctor's... Uh, the last time they recommended that I take out my thyroid mm-hmm. in order to be able to have a baby. Mm-hmm. 
but online I've read that this is not quite recommended so this is also a reason for which I, I would like to test the, the diet mm -hmm. and see if it does any good because once you get your thyroid out it would be another start issue starting yeah, I would go to the opposite to hypothyroid. I would have to take a medication every day for the rest of my life. Right, and the risk of having kids with issues, mm -hmm. brain issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know for people who are trying to conceive, who may not have an autoimmune condition, but who are just kind of normal low thyroid, low thy like thyroid hormone is very important, and being low thyroid can in increase your chance of miscarriage. There's a lot. I think it interferes yeah. with people's ability yeah. to conceive a lot, to not have that number really good. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like you say, if you get your thyroid removed or ablated, it's you don't produce your own thyroid hormone at all anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is somebody actually, so in the episode that came out, this week that we're talking, which will be in the past when this episode is released. Okay. Um, Crystal, who I talked to, she has one kid and she wanted to have a second kid. And she talks a lot about how the medications that she were on, that she was on, meant that she couldn't get pregnant. So she's like, I want to get better enough that I can take some time away from my medications so that I can try to conceive. But it's such a hard roller coaster to be on when you're thinking about things that way. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's frustrating. I'm not trying to have a baby right now, but I think if I would, I would be very frustrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's I, um, it's like if you think that you ever might want to, because this is my headspace. Like I don't, I don't know if I want kids, but right now the way that my health is, I certainly couldn't, and that's a frustrating feeling to go. Well, I would like to be in a place where I at least have a choice. You know, like that's yeah. how that's how that health stuff can kind of work. Um, it's interesting and difficult. <laughs> um, it yeah. is. So that was, but I'm positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very well, positive. Well, and it sounds like things are, things are improving for you, which is awesome. And like, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Also from the medication perspective. Right. I do hope I, I get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of my system. Yeah. And on a different or on a lower dose and et cetera. I mean, that part is awesome. So does your doctor prescribe this medication and then you have to go somewhere else to get it? Like they tell you about it? How does yeah. that work if you don't have it available? Well, if, if you don't have it, you just order it from mm -hmm. where you find it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have someone who is living in Hungary, mm -hmm. someone I know who can provide it for me. But if not, we have these websites in Europe where you can just order medication based on the prescription mm -hmm. and they send it to you by mail. So And it's like by so your doctor sends a prescription to the company yeah. and then so it's No, no, no. He gives you, it he you. gives it to me. Yeah. yeah. So I order it online. Mhm. Mm That's Is and then that does that come out of pocket? Like does insurance cover any medication yeah. stuff? No, no. All out of no, pocket. the insurance does not cover any any medication. Mm -hmm. uh, moreover, the doctors can only prescribe they can only prescribe medications that we have here. So they put me sign this paper where I um, I say that I'm aware of the side effects of the other medication and that I take them on my own risk. Mm -hmm. 
which yeah. is normal. I, I understand it. Yeah, that's kind of true anyway. But yeah. in this case, there's an extra step because you're getting it somewhere else. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, and then is there anything else that stands out for you about chronic illness and what you've learned, like either as a community or your own experiences that you've kind of thought of while we've been talking or while you've been learning about it in general, if that makes sense? Yeah. Uh, so you're asking me if, if I, uh, like I what, found... yeah, like what else, uh, how else has this impacted your life? I guess. It, it affected my life in so many ways, and uh, I, I just had to start it over again mm-hmm. with yeah. everything I do and how I live my life, how I eat, how I sleep, yeah. uh, how I handle stress, because this is also another uh, factor that I think contributed to, mm-hmm. to this disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and re- regarding the community, it's, it's quite... Um, I, I don't know how it is um, in, in the United States, but here uh, the community is quite small mm-hmm. on this subject because people are not very well informed. The only information that people tend to get here is from the doctor, which is just one way. It's just one um, one perspective. Yeah. So I found a lot of communities online uh, in other countries, mm-hmm. in Europe and in the United States. And I've read lots of opinions, and uh, I wish I had discovered these communities sooner mm-hmm. when when I got uh, ill, because it was quite difficult at first to organize myself. I'm a very well-organized person. I, I plan everything in detail, mm-hmm. so I... Uh, this lucky me, <laughs> because yeah. if I, I hadn't been this way, I would have... Right, like let Being it go. crazy by now. <laughs> yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, so so I was... had to make some friends. Yeah. Some, some people. That could, who could provide me feedback on the recipes, on, on uh, mm-hmm. pieces of advice. For example, I once made a mistake uh, in the first week and I drank some uh, bottled juice, bottled orange juice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did that. I, I just did it. Yeah. And I, I freaked out, and I, I entered this community I'm in, and I asked everyone, hey, I drank this juice, is it okay? What would you do? Would you uh, take the diet one week further to yeah. eliminate the... So it, 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 it is helping me. This community is helping me quite a lot. Yeah. I think it's helpful when, when it feels like your health totally depends on following all these rules really closely. And at the beginning, kind of like you say you can make mistakes and you don't think about it or you don't realize what something is or whatever. And when you're by yourself and all you have is like the book with the rules in it, it's so easy to get like completely overcome. Um, But really most of the time, if it happens once, like it's kind of more important to not let yourself get so stressed out. Because when you get stressed out, you can get into like a, a stress cycle and like that becomes its own problem that can cause symptoms that have nothing to do with the sugar or whatever. Um, And it's helpful to have people who can say that, who can go. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't worry. Keep going. Um, Yeah. And then you just, 
kind of mentioned this, um, but do you have like a theory of why this happened or how this happened? So why did your autoimmunity start based on whatever, what you, what you've read, kind of how you were living? It's okay if it's not scientific. I'm just interested in how we like tell, explain this to ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because we we always need a, an explanation for everything. So I, I also tried to provide that expo- explanation for the disease. Um, I, I made a, a rewind. I, I went back before I got these symptoms. I made a trip to Ukraine. I traveled there for the weekend. I didn't get enough uh, enough sleep in the night before uh, before getting uh, in the plane. So I think this uh, exhaustion, I, I was absolutely exhausted. I was very, very tired. I could not sleep that night. And, and I think that that's where when it started. Mm-hmm. I didn't get enough to eat, but this is just a starting point. This is just like a, a sparkle, let's say. I think I've been having these symptoms in a latent uh, ma- manner mm-hmm. from a while back. So I think I've been having them, but I, I didn't know about them. Right. Until this started. Yeah. You didn't notice anything severe, but now that you know what no. they're called, you can kind of see moments when you were maybe more tired yeah. than normal or cramped or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so you had one so weekend I, that blew, that now you think, yeah. Blew yeah. You I think, I, I think this is what caused the, the disease. It's a very futile explanation. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if it's right. Yeah. But it's the only reason I'm finding right now, mm-hmm. and maybe the stress that uh, I had in the um, the period before that, I I think this contributed to to mm-hmm. to the starting point. Yeah, it's like stress and not sleeping. So and many. I was also very vicious. I was also very vicious. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, drink a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. I used I didn't get enough sleep. I used to smoke a lot. I used to drink alcohol, not not much, but in, regularly. Alcohol is forbidden right now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think all of these factors just yeah. melted together and <laughs> yeah. created what uh, what I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think all those things because I was definitely like that at one point too. Like I did not sleep enough, and I was so busy, and I had lots of coffee, and I had. Again, not like lots of alcohol at once, but I probably had a drink six nights a week or something. Yeah, yeah. I do not do that anymore because I can't. But I think for me, one of the things that happened is that that meant that I didn't notice some of the early stuff that was happening or I had an explanation. So if you're starting to feel fatigue, but you know that you haven't been sleeping, you're like, oh, I need to get a little bit more sleep because I'm tired. And if you start to have some, because for me, I don't get cramps, but I do get, um, it's called paresthesia, but nerve pain. And it was like the first time it happened, I had barely slept for two nights in a row. And I went to a wedding and I had a bunch of Red Bull and then I had a bunch of vodka. And then I started to get nerve pain. And I was like, well, it's because I'm pushing my body too hard. But actually, like it was the beginning of something that kept happening. Okay. So it's like we can... <laughs> we can explain yeah. this stuff to ourselves and then one day you realize like you look around and everyone else who's smoking or drinking or having coffee is not having these consequences yeah, yeah that's right um 
Okay. I think we've covered most of the like big stuff and the kind of like story of it. And I think we've hit on most of my questions because I'm so interested in diet and I'm so interested <laughs> in the way that we think about it. Um, is there anything that is that that is interesting about it to you that we haven't covered? It's okay if not. Uh, about the diet, you mean? About No, just like about the whole thing, <laughs> about autoimmunity or chronic illness or about the diet. Is there anything that we haven't talked about? I, I think I think we covered just yeah. about everything. We've covered lots. It's okay. Uh, no. Well, my, my main conclusion, because I, I also thought about my, my personal conclusion, is that this is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I would never uh, consider that before. I, I could never think about if that I would have to, the power to do this, to to be so disciplined to yeah. have a diet and respect everything like like I'm doing it right now so it's a uh, lifestyle yeah and um, it changes you completely especially if you go on to being healthy to being all of a sudden mm-hmm. to being ill it's, yeah it does it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> but it did not destroy me it gave me this power to move on so I'm, yeah. I'm very optimistic yeah and to take care of your body which like you said like this yeah. diet you know that it's good for you aside from everything else to take a break that yeah. part is we, good. We do... sorry that part is good yeah it is good but we are what we eat i remember my parents uh, told me this since I was a child. They they would um, insist on this so much. Mm-hmm. Don't eat crap. Don't eat healthy. Eat because they they always provided us with with quality food, healthy food, not not processed, not uh, everything that you find now in in hypermarkets. And I I now I'm 32 now, almost 32. Mm-hmm. It took me so long to understand this that they were telling me this from my childhood. I yeah. could never understand it until I, I yeah. am living it. <laughs> yeah, until you hit a wall and you had to make a choice, basically. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. true for me, too. Um, wait, there was... Oh, I was going to say, you were just saying that you never would have thought that you could do it. And I think it is amazing. This is one of the things about chronic illness that is is amazing is it does change your perspective a lot so yeah. all of a sudden like not having a glass of wine or not having a cup of coffee if you're avoiding those things when the decision is like feel my symptoms or like film or not drink this wine all of a sudden the choice becomes a lot easier yeah than when you're just like feeling pretty healthy and going okay I'm gonna put all these rules on my life for no reason <laughs> Yeah, you you become strong all of a sudden. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't think I was this strong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cooking all of myself and yeah, but you are doing everything. Yeah, I I I'm surprised. Yeah, but I am. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited, and I know now I'll see you on Instagram. But I'm excited to see sure. how you do after another. 30 days and then after a year I'll keep you posted yeah I will keep you posted yeah and maybe maybe eggs will be back maybe not (laughs) (laughs) hopefully thank you for listening to episode 22 of no end in sight you can find Rixandra's AIP Instagram account at 
paleodiet.coach. You can find this show on Instagram at no.n.in.site.pod. And you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Venice B. In the next episode, I'll be talking to a doctor with paroxysmal hemicrania, which is a type of migraine. He'll be talking about how this experience exposed him to the limits of Western medicine and inspired him to start his very own CBD company. And don't forget that I have a small Facebook group called Chronic Hustlers for people living with chronic conditions who are self-employed. Now that I'm trying to get back on a more regular work-type schedule, I've got plans to get this group a little more active than it has been. And finally, this podcast is supported by my cross-stitch company, Digital Artisanal. When I'm up for it, I make simple modern patterns that you'll actually want to hang in your home. I love to cross-stitch as a way to feel productive during flares when I'm stranded in front of the television. Uh, And I've been working on winter patterns, but it's definitely spring now, so maybe I'll change tack soon. Either way, I'd love it if you checked us out at digitalartisanal.com. Thanks for listening.